I'm Sam Seitels, and you are listening to The Pillars of Hamilton. Friday, October 28th, Atlantic City. The event is called Electric Halloween. Not only will I be introducing the bands all night, but I will be making my epic pro wrestling return. That's right. For the first time in over a decade, I'll be lacing up the boots and jumping off that top rope. So if you want to see me, Mr. Sam, get back into the ring, come out on Friday, October 28th. The show starts at 7 p.m. And everyone who comes out to support me will get a free high five as I walk down that aisle. For tickets, go to www.electrichalloweenfestival.com. That's electrichalloweenfestival.com. Now, before I get this show started, I have to let all you parents know, if you want the best education to prepare your children for elementary school, come check out Read Preschool. Not only will your kids learn to be proficient in letters and numbers, but they will gain the confidence they need to ensure success in their academic and social lives. Call us now for a tour. My guests today are Joshua Trepicone and Renee Rodeo of the Republican Party. When Joshua approached me about having a conversation on the Pillars of Hamilton, I knew it was time to fire up these mics and get to business. We spoke about a plethora of issues, and I feel like I really got to know who Joshua and Renee are as people. Also, they answered that great question that's been on people's minds for years. Are they willing to debate their political opponents? Well, I'll let the episode speak for itself. And as always, anyone running for office has an open invitation to come into the studio if they want to have a conversation. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you Joshua and Renee of the Republican Party. You're listening to the Pillars of Hamilton. That's with me, Sam Sidetells. And you want to know what I'm going to give them? Only the finest that Hamilton has to offer. The biggest blueberries you've ever seen, baby. And they're all here right now. Well, first of all, I want to start off this episode by giving a big thank you because it's been nine months since I did one of these episodes. I've moved on to do different shows, but I always had the, uh, a goal of mine to get to 100 episodes. And so I'm in those mid nineties and I just forgot about it. But um, gosh, if there's one good reason to come back, it's because I've been asked by the Republicans for a little interview. So I want to thank you, man. Uh, could you guys go ahead and just tell everyone who you are and uh, what you're running for? Sure. So uh, my name is Joshua Tripicone. I'm the president and a candidate for town council of the Hamilton Regular Republican Club. And I'm here with my running mate, Renee. Hi, I'm Renee Rodeo. And as Josh said, I'm running for town council. Wow. I could never do what you guys are doing, especially in a small town like Hamilton. I give you guys a, a big props because I think it takes a lot of courage. I don't know if anyone's told you that. I don't I don't know what people tell you while you're campaigning. But a if lot, a lot. They, I'm no, sure a you lot, a lot. No, are you crazy? Like, <laughs> I'm not the first one to <laughs> no, say it. No, 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 no. Okay. No. So uh we're you ready for some questions? Let's find out. I want my audience uh to just find out all about you guys and why they should vote for you. So um first of all, why did you choose the Republican Party? So uh, first off, I want to just say it's an honor and a pleasure to be here. And for me, uh, being a Republican is, is, is secondary to being a Christian and being a conservative. Um, and the, in the words of a former vice president, Mike Pence, I'm a Christian, conservative, Republican in that order. Um, and so that means so much to me, and that's, that's my guiding stars, the principles that I live by. Um, number one, just uh, honoring God in all that I do. And then number two, you know, seeking to live by the golden rule and loving my neighbor as myself. Uh, and then three, I think that the Republican Party platform, uh, at least currently in its current iteration, uh, allows me to best exemplify those things and to, to, to help out my neighbors and to put those things forward with, uh, you know, si sound economic policy, sound uh, fiscal policies. Uh, like the, you know, um, the So, yeah. so <clears throat> about that. So you say in its current state. So sure. in your opinion, like 
what is the current state of, I mean, I don't think I'm alone here in, in saying that like the parties, especially the top two, they seem like they've changed a bit over the last five, 10 years. So what, what is it about the current state of the Republican party that you relate to and think it, it matches your values? Sure. I mean, that's an, that's an excellent observation. And, and I'm, I was a history major in school. And so that, you know, looking at the trends of things, that's all what I'm about. And so I'd say, when I, when I say the current iteration, I'd say I'm a Reagan-style conservatism. I like small, limited government. I like empowering individuals to do things. Uh, and I, I like government at its fundamentals. What are we best at? Well, you know, paving the roads, shoveling snow, making sure that our water and sewer bills are lower. So, okay. And, and Renee. Yes. Uh, are you a lifelong Republican, or is this something that has grown on you over the years? No, I guess I could say that I've been pretty much raised conservatively. Um, God has always been in the center of my life. And I've been through many um, challenges throughout my life that have uh, kept me close um, to my relationship with uh, with God. And my, like I said, my values revolve around conservative. I do believe, like Josh said, in small government, given the power to the people. Um, I recently did a letter to the editor on um, the United States being a constitutional republic and what that means as Which a editor? citizen. Who, who, who did you send a letter to? I did a letter to the editor, to the Gazette. Oh, to the Gazette, okay. On what a constitutional republic is and what our responsibilities are as a citizen in a constitutional republic. And getting involved, staying you know, on top of local issues, national issues, getting involved in your local government, voting, you know, working the polls, um, philanthropic, you know, donations, getting involved yeah. in local charities. So in Hamilton, so this is a question that's, uh, most of these questions are going to, in the past I've interviewed politicians, I've taken questions from the public, sometimes I'll let them know ahead of time. I didn't want to do this. I don't want to do it that way. I think it's way cooler to just have a conversation. Sure. I think that's the best way to get yeah. to know somebody. Yeah. Um, and and so uh, what I'm really curious about is what does it mean to be a Republican in Hamilton as opposed to, I don't know if you want to say Democrat or uh, Hamilton first, like what is the difference between the parties? I, I really just honestly do not know what values uh, and, and what your mission is that would be different from the others? Well, my priority, I'm a physical therapist. So I work with people. I work with primarily with geriatrics and I do community physical therapy. So I go out to the homes. And as a physical therapist, I've got to be able to communicate with my clients. We develop a plan together. We come up with goals and we work towards those goals. And I feel I'm getting involved because I feel I'm good at that and I feel like the people want, they want people to hear what they have to say. They want us to, to listen. And, um, and that's, that's basically, you know, why I feel I want to do this. And, you know, I want to give back to the community because of what the community has given to me in my past. Yeah, yeah and I'd, I'd say as, as someone that's trying to even shape and push the Republican Club in a slightly different direction now, that the, the motto that I would go back to is that service comes before self. And that, you know, the people of Hamilton, this is a stewardship. Our, the time you get on town council, it belongs to you temporarily. And it's a gift from the past. It's an inheritance. And it's a, a stewardship it's a, because you're preserving something that's going to be there in the future. And it's, it's your opportunity to give back at that time. And and for me, you know, as, as a younger person, I take that very seriously because I hope to be able to live to see results and the fruits of what happens at council. And I, as I told someone the other day, if, if I'm still doing this, if I'm on Tamminton County Council in 20 years, I didn't do my job. I said I, my, my goal is to go in, give a few years, and to either move on or step down and, and raise up other people, other like-minded individuals in the community and cultivate a culture of service within our party and within our town at large and to make sure that it, it's not a country club. It's not about friends and family. 
It's about having a specific set of goals and objectives over a broad period of time. And, and right now that's involving checks and balances in government. There's there's 7 and 0 control on our opposition. And there's what? Oh, 7 and 0 control. So the, our, our opposition uh, party, Hamilton First, has all six council seats and the mayor's seat. So right now there's no different balances yes there's no differing voices really why do you think that happened well i I think there's quite a few reasons why that happened um you know uh at the end of the day the most important reason is that the votes in the ballot boxes um gave them that control the people of hamilton made that choice and and i respect the outcome of elections i believe in them completely but i think that it's also indicative of you know, maybe there's not as much civic engagement in town. Maybe people don't know the issues that we're, we need to make. Maybe the Republican Party needs to make people aware that there are issues and that we need to talk about them. And it's, you know, not to say that we can't have civil discussions about this, but I believe that there are problems. And I believe that if people understood those problems, that we would, you know, we need a little push and pull. Uh, do you think, so based off what you just said, do you think that the reason... Uh, it's the seats are filled with people from Hamilton first is because they've been better at delivering their message. Or do you think people are resonating with their message more at the time that vote happened? Uh, so you're saying, cause I mean, to be 100% honest, like I, I see Hamilton first, like everywhere. Sure. It might be also cause a lot of their kids came to my school and, and whatnot but at the same time, like on the streets, like I, I do, they are kind of in your face, right? Sure. I mean, now, I will, I'll be completely honest about that. They have a lot of money, a lot of influence, a lot of power with uh, the, the businesses. But at the same time, uh, you know, th- in 2005, when they first started, uh, their main issue was the issue of town hall. And they started the grassroots. They brought people to council meetings. They were in your face. They had petitions. They organized together. And, and that, you know, that advocacy is admirable. You know, that was that was part of the democratic process. I haven't seen that as much from any political party in Hamilton really since then. And, and that's something I want to restore that, we, you know, we, we're reaching people where they are and that we're, we're providing, giving them a voice. And I, I haven't seen that in, in a number of years in a, in a comprehensive way. And I think that's something sorely needed. And so, yeah, it's at certain times they, they were able to, to reach that. They certainly ran some really awesome uh campaigns to complement them on that just in terms of the logistics involved i mean it's hard work uh so you know give them that disagree with some of the messaging but it's hard work and they they did their job to get it out there but um moving forward i think that we need to uh you know again talk through the narrative and have a healthy but re- and respectful dialogue about what's best for the future of our town and that that's been largely absent in opposition to them for a number of years Right, and I just think that it's just when one party continually stays, I, I believe, like Josh said, we need a change. You need a variety. You, you don't, we have the same problem nationally. You know, we get people in Congress and they stay there. They should have retired years and years ago, but it's good to have a change, to have a turnover, achieve your goal, and move on. Are as you opposed s- to. Are you seeing any issues because there hasn't been a change yet? Or are you just fearing for the future that if they just continue on, these problems would arise? Which There's absolutely issues because of, you know, just, just the, the lack of change. I mean, uh, I'll, I'll take, for example, an, an ongoing uh, lawsuit with the town of Hamilton, um, with the people of the traditions that, uh, community called the traditions at Blueberry Ridge. Uh, they've had difficulties with the retention basin and, you know, so these issues stem back to well, well beyond uh, you know, probably twenty plus years. Excuse me. And then when council members in the past that are still on council today had opportunities to act and and to confront issues, such as a, a an email that I now have a copy of from two thousand nine, where the uh, town was informed that there was an issue with the retention basin uh, that could have been fixed by the with the bonds that we had on that job for $58,000 that would have been paid through our insurance company, and the town did not act. They chose not to act for whatever reason, and today it would they're, they're now telling the residents of Blueberry Ridge that they need to fix a problem for half a million dollars, uh, that they're now in, in probably 
uh, $800,000 roughly from what, what I can estimate from the OPA requests that we've received back in, in legal fees. Just and so in litig and litigation. This is something that may cost, <laughs> you know, before insurance is paid out from the town, but may cost one and a half million dollars out of the, you know, that will need to be paid by the town's insurance and then some subsequently our premiums will go up. Uh, that could have been completely avoided and paid for by bonds that were then released in 2009 for, for $58,000. And it's the same people making these decisions today that didn't make them back then. And you know, and you don't see a reason why they didn't make this decision? You can't fathom an idea of why this would, like why wouldn't something like that be dealt with? You know, uh, from what I've been told by the residents at Blueberry Ridge, that they were told by the current councilman years ago, they had it, the issue would be solved, and it, it was not solved. And, and why they didn't make that, um, you know, I can only speculate. Okay. And I'd rather, you know, rather not. But yeah, probably not a good idea to not speculate. A, not a good idea to speculate. I, I, like, I like dealing with facts. With facts. And, um, you know, I, I don't want to say that there's any. Have they, ha, has the other side spoken about this and, and, and discussed with the public what went wrong or, or what they're doing to fix it? Anything well, at all? Well, yes, yes and no. So uh, there were several council meetings last year uh, where, um, a gentleman um, who lived in the area, along with many residents from the Blueberry Ridge, went to town council and asked the hard questions. Why are we not moving on this? Why are we not getting things done? And to be fair, I want to be want to completely fair to our, uh, our opponents. They cannot discuss issues in litigation in public council sessions. So they, they need to defer, and, and this is proper governance. They, they did their job, and they deferred to uh, the town solicitor, um, and he answered questions somewhat but he really he, he really didn't provide any salient answers to people that from the public that were there seeking answers to whether where you know what was the makeup of the ground around it were, were the soil samples say if were there was there clay there was that why it wasn't draining properly it, it just was a, a jumbled mess and quite frankly those people walked away after months and months of meetings without an answer that could have been provided had the councilman asked their attorney to provide them some answer. And and that's not, you know, and I respect the law, the governance, so that they can't answer those questions, but at the end of the day, the buck stops there, and they need to provide the townspeople who are concerned about that issue. And and last year, the, the people of Blueberry Ridge sent a very clear message in the mayoral election uh, along with the council race, that they, they did not want Hamilton first back. They did not feel they were being heard. And, and in that district, mm. um, the Republicans did very well last year, but it wasn't enough uh, to turn things over. But um, I feel that a lot of people in that, that community feel that they are not being heard and they are not being represented. Okay, big question time. Okay, and uh, I, I'd love to know the answer to this one. And um, I hope, uh, I, I, I hope, this isn't like some kind of tense question because I don't think it should be. No. But um, in the past, mm -hmm. like what you're saying now, sure, it, it's me and you talking. I'm listening. I'm not going to share my opinions as as best I can. You know, I just want to try to stay neutral. Uh, but you know, something that myself and so many people would really like to see is a debate between you guys and Hamilton first, and it's just never happened i'm still not entirely sure why and i would just love to know is this something that is even in the cards uh is there a reason why we don't do it like i mean i know there's yeah. i know you guys I'm, i've just met you but like, you guys seem like wonderful people and uh yeah. i know tom and the other guys they've always been very nice um i just can't imagine why two groups wouldn't just get together and and have like a i don't know friendly to the debate is the right word but a debate, a, a civil debate, civil debate that answers well. that answers the questions from the town, the people, the town of Hamilton, and it provides them salient answers to issues that they they, they care about. And I I, I agree one hundred percent. There should be debates, and I'll say here that any time that um, we actually have a debate set up, uh, the Hamilton Republicans are ready, willing, and able to debate. Oh snap! <laughs> Bombs just got dropped yes. on the pillars of Hamilton. That's absolutely right. And and I actually did put out a request to uh, to debate this year. Um, and no way! Uh, yes, sir. Yes, yes sir. We have right. We did. amazing. We, we we actually were the first. You know, um, 
our opponents did say that we refused to debate, which is not true. And we released a statement uh, clarifying that. That's what was said, was that, that was you was guys, said. I can't remember why they said you refused, but I do remember they said like. Well, that that statement is, is completely false. And I'd, I'd be willing to release any record. Uh, let's say that, I'll put this on the record too. I'm willing to release any email or record pertaining to the debate. Uh, but but at the same time, I, I remember when I was interviewing uh, Joe Girallo. What up, Joe? Uh, and, and his other uh, guys. I'm sorry, their names are slipping my mind. Rick and Anthony. Yeah, those yeah. two gentlemen. Um, I asked them about it, and they did seem to say that they'd kind of be willing to, but you know, the, all the sure. T's had to be crossed and I's need to be dotted or, look, or something along those well, lines. Uh, look, I, I can only speak for the Republican campaign this year and, and my, and, and, you know, and, and to some extent for my running mates, but not, you know, they have their, their own opinions too, but I will say this regardless of what have ha what has happened in the past. And I, and there's a long, there's a long list of grievances between our organizations. There's probably a mile long <laughs> list of just, just absolute mistrust. But I would say at the end of the day, we made a genuine effort to have a debate this year and in reaching out to the League of Women Voters. They are a 100-year-old organization uh, that grew out of the suffragette movement. Uh, and we asked them to reach out to Hamilton first and to respond to a request from us to debate. And what would these, so just so I, I would love for it to be super clear, sure, sure. what would your terms want to be? Because I would hate for this to happen. Then all of a sudden it doesn't happen. And people are saying it's sure. because we didn't have the right moderator, this and that. What would the terms have to be in a situation like this? Sure. Sure. So I, my, my terms to the league were very simple and very clear. I said, we are looking for a third party. Right. You need a neutral, oops, a neutral Moderator. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Third party. Independent. Shout out to your boy right here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I'd do it. Yeah. Uh, that would, Well, actually, I actually suggested you. Did you really? Point. Thanks, not, man. Not, not to the, uh, it was internal. So I did Hamilton first. Can't say I lied about this. I, I, I it was internal. Uh, and that's why I suggested we should come on here to get our message out and to let people hear us. But, um, yeah, we, we look, the League of Women Voters, they're known for being a, uh, good moderators. And um, they reached out to a, prominent member of Hamilton first um, and asked if they'd be interested in debating. Now this individual, as we said in our statement was, I, I thought, he, I honestly thought he was the club president still. He was not at this point in time, but he did speak for Hamilton first and that he, they, they wanted to know, he, he gave the woman a hard time. He wanted to know why she had spoken with me, what, what her party affiliation was, whether or not she had family in Hamilton, and whether or not she would be qualified to do research to know about issues in the town of Hamilton. You know, and those are fine questions, but um, hmm. Hamilton first never, never gave her a response in the affirmative or in the negative. There was representative from the League of Women Voters, and they not only ghosted her. Well, no, they didn't <gasps> ghost her. They didn't ghost her. But, <laughs> okay. but they said, you know, hey, we'll, we'll talk. We'll think about it. And uh, allegedly, they reached out to the Press of Atlantic City, Stockton University, and they, and they claimed that they reached out to the League of Women Voters in their press release, which was not true. I had reached out to them first, and I asked for any information from the League about that, which they confirmed with me. And essentially, they sent requests to discuss a debate to these organizations and then on Sunday night at 7.55 p.m., our campaign received an email from Hamilton First asking us to discuss the possibility of a debate. Now, before any of us on our campaign saw that email, there was an email, released, uh, email blast released from our opponents at 8 p.m. claiming that we had not given a response to debate and that we were probably not interested in debating. Within five minutes of actually receiving any kind of dialogue from Hamilton first directly to us. Now, during why would they do something like that? Well, you know, the this, this uh, just to be completely honest with you, it is a very smart political uh, tactic mm. to put out there that you know, hey, we we, we put it out there, they, they didn't respond, and to be the first ones to offer the debate to try to garner the uh mm. i guess you know the yeah yeah sure they're the one who wants it they're so the confident uh but at the end of the day we we and i had some uh tense emails back and forth with a, a representative from hamilton first who uh, identified himself as ryan meyer who says that he's the campaign chairman um and he he essentially 
said that we it was alarming that we would reach out to the League of Women Voters without including them. Uh, when they did the exact same thing with these other organizations. And uh, I essentially said, look, I'm not going to uh, argue about this. You guys put out a blatant lie about our campaign that we don't want to debate. We're, well, I said, if we want to debate, let's let's cut the nonsense. And I said this, and, and let's debate. And he, you know, he kept going back and forth about things that happened with nonsense, uh, not just nonsense and, and exchanging insults. And, and at the, at the end, I just, I stopped responding and I haven't heard a word from this, uh, really? Meyer since then. You know, when I put up this, uh, description of the episode, I think the first thing I'm going to put is we discussed them wanting to debate. Yeah. I really think a debate between you guys and the other party would be so beneficial to the town of Hamilton. I really do. I, I agree 100%. And I, I think it needs to happen because the people of Hamilton need to know what choices they have in their representatives. I don't care if I lose by a thousand votes. My running mates, exactly. I, can, I mean, I'm sure they don't want to. <laughs> they're, 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 they're very competitive people. I love them. But we none of us want to lose. But we wouldn't care if we lost by a thousand votes. If But everyone in the town of Hamilton knew what they yes. were voting for. And they could buy into it and believe it. Exactly. Yes. I don't, the facts. For I and not, I'm not I'm not speaking for anyone else, but if I saw a debate between you guys and the other party, like I know there's uh, there's great speakers on the other party, yeah. there's you know great ideas on this back and forth. All I want to see is your ideas versus their ideas, and see which ones make more sense. That's right. For so you, as, yeah. for me as a as a in, business owner, yeah. as a resident of Hamilton who sees the things that are wonderful about it and sees things that need to be fixed. I'd love to know which party is going to fix those problems that I believe need to be worked on. Well, well let, me, let me posit this as well. We, we're the only organization in this race that actually has held a, from, other, from what I understand, a public meeting in the past 12 months. I, I've never seen an advertisement for our opposition's uh, a, a free event where people can go and speak to their representatives. Um, I know that they happen. I, I'm not sure if they're invite only or if they. I didn't even know who their club president was within the past year because it it wasn't very. They're clear not public. It, it, no, they they release that, but it was not very clear who it was. It's not on their website. Um, they never released a press statement or an ad in the paper or and like we we posted when we had elected new club officers who they were. It was how important are these meetings to have? I think they're crucial. Because they, they provide a, an opportunity for the public to come and hear what our club's saying, to speak to their elected officials, not just in Hamilton. We have four upper elected officials in Assemblyman Mike Teresi, Atlantic County Clerk Joe Girala, Atlantic County Surrogate Jim Curcio, and Atlantic County Commissioner, 5th District Commissioner, I should say, uh, Jim Bertino, and that they represent us at the county and, and uh, state level. And they, they're at these meetings sometimes. You know, not all the time, but at least one of them is usually there. And they answer questions about what's going on at the county And level, they give us an update. State level. They give us updates, yeah. And so you, you want to talk a little bit about that right now? Yeah. It's there. There's usually one or two of them at each meeting, yeah. actually, and they give us an update what's going on at the county level. And it it doesn't seem like they're being utilized, you know, Hamilton doesn't seem to be getting any benefit from having four elected officials. They don't seem to be included in the local government. It's, it's unheard of and for, for the, a town our size <clears throat> to have this much of, of a pool and representation at a higher level. And it's, it's, we, I think that if we had Republicans at the local level, that the cooperation that could take place between our town, the county, and the state – would be unprecedented in what, in what we'd be able what to could accomplish. Be good. What yeah, could what happen. we can get done. Well, let's find out. I have a big question now just about you guys personally. Sure. Why are you the best one for the job? Yeah, let's uh, find out. Like, uh, what, Where are your passions? What's my passion? Well, like I said, I hit a little bit on being a physical therapist, a people person. Um, I've grown up just being a helper. You know, I had a father who was sick that, you know, we jumped in, we helped my mom. Um, I had dealt with a childhood illness that made me, I knew that I had to be involved with people and helping people. Um, I lost a daughter. Um, 
to a motor vehicle accident. Mm-hmm. And the first thing we did was establish a foundation in her memory. And our, we had lost our daughter in, I guess it was November of 80, 98. And by that following spring, we released our first round of scholarships. So it's, it's in me to want to help and to want to make a difference. And not only that, as I talked earlier, it's our responsibility as citizens in this nation to be involved, to be, you know, updated on what's going on with local issues, with national issues. And I feel like that is in me. And that's why I got involved with the club. And because it fit my fit my values. Well, you, you weren't individual. even looking to run for council. I was not looking to run for council. <laughs> I, I kind of, how did you I convince hoping, her to do this madness? I was hoping for something. I was going to get involved with the election process. You know, work a little volunteer work, work here and there. Exactly. County committee was my initial goal. And I had missed the boat with that because they had already made the nominations. It's like House of Cards. All she wanted was county committee. <laughs> All she ever wanted. And then here she is, councilwoman. Well, it was, it was, it seemed like a good fit, you know. And then um, since that was, they were, they had already nominated the, um, the members to county committee. I attended the meetings and I listened. And when they, you know, when they were making the nominations for council, they asked if I would do it. And, you know kind of felt like it was my responsibility to take that and move forward. As a passionate person who is a true Hamiltonian, uh, what are your, I don't want to say top three, one, two, even three if you can think of them, or just one. Mm -hmm. What is the issue or issues that are at the top of your list that if you get voted in, what are you going to tackle? Well, I think, number one, I think the, why we need some rep- representation is I do feel we need, you know, one. there can't be one party ruling. There's got to be a check and balance. And yes, I mean, what do I want to achieve? I'm looking at the foundations, roads, okay, the quality of our roads. We're looking at sewer and water. Can we expand it? You know, the infrastructure. Um People want their roads plowed. You know what I'm saying with the snow. They want they want their trash picked. Are they up. not getting plowed? The, the roads, my road, Chew Road gets plowed. It it depends, but is, is this a county road? Is Chew County or is it? Uh, All I know. Wait, totally off topic. Kind of off topic. Yeah. I can't get anything done. There's going to be a death or a serious accident at You're, the corner of it's Chew. It's been that way since my daughter it's and my son were unreal here. Unreal that no one's making a stoplight out there yeah. where kids are leaving preschools and families are hitting this corner every day. It's an accident. I I know accidents have happened before there, but thank God there hasn't been a death or anything. But it's a time bomb that corner, and nobody's doing anything about it. And that's what you're saying. It's just listening to people. And not only listening, but following through to the best of your ability. That's right. That's right. And, and you know, that's that's our slogan for our campaign this year. It's it's electing leaders who listen. And and at the end of the day, you need, we're willing to be out there. We're willing to you know, meet people where they are and, and do the job that we're, we're willing to get done. And, and it's about the other part about it is one party rule is not a democracy. If you want to talk about three things that I want to accomplish starting on day one. Cool, brother. Can you just move a little bit closer? Oh, thank cool. you. Yeah. Th- three things I want to accomplish starting on day one. I, I got them right here because it's number one, it's taking the things that occur in the back room and making them public. Currently, oh. I believe a lot of things that go on in this town are being discussed in the closed uh, door executive sessions prior to council meetings mm. and and you know i've uh, had members of our party oprah these documents that's an open public records request and they've been able to obtain that there are uh, issues apart from litigation personnel uh, apart from a couple other things that are very clearly delineated within our town code that are supposed to be discussed in open session being discussed in closed session and that is not only wrong but it's uh, it's somewhat unethical um, why do you think that's happening well you know i never want to say and then i want to say i'm going to be very clear about this about my opponents and people in hamilton first i'm friends with some of them 
I, I, I really like them. I don't want to say that there's anything malicious going on. I think that at both parties, this is what I feel. Yeah. This is why I wouldn't do these interviews if I didn't feel this way, right. that both parties want the best for Hamilton. Yes. I know different policies, but I truly feel Tom, John, all those guys and you guys really are passionate about making a positive impact. Absolutely. And, and that's the last thing I want to do here is accuse them of doing anything with malicious intent. I think part of it is that, you know, it's sometimes easy just to get pulled into other, other issues when you're behind the scenes. And then, and when you don't have another party there to call foul, to oppose it, even, even, I mean, it, it's, it's the job that that's how, that's how, you know, sometimes these things are not very clear cut. Sometimes they get a little messy, but at the end of the day, having an opposing voice, even in just a general civil debate makes you better. And you're going to be, a, you're going to have two iron sharpens iron, two parties who oppose each other on some <laughs> things. And, and when they bring their a game in every meeting, you can guarantee that our town's people are going to be better off. And that's that's been missing past few years. They've had they've had a lot of control. Uh, a few years. A few, yeah. Well, <laughs> more than that. But, but since I've been here, yeah. <laughs> How many's a few? Well, I mean, the Republicans they, they did gain um, control uh, control of, of four seats briefly uh, twice in the past sixteen years. But otherwise, they've the Hamilton first has had the mayor's seat since two thousand five, uh, and they're the election that year. With then it had uh, four years of John DiDonato and then Steve DiDonato ever since. And then, um, you know, really, we, we haven't had a very strong opposition party. And, and I think mm. it's time to change that. Just having. It's true. It definitely feels from the outside, from a guy like me, it doesn't seem like there's uh, a big competition here. Right. And, and I think having a competition will make Hamilton first better and it'll make us better. You know, even mm. being in a minority party. And so that's the important thing. Well, when there's not, when there's not right. competition, then one party just. Is lacks. there and it lacks and right. it becomes stale and, and, and yeah and that's the point and so going yeah. back to your question why why does that happen well you know when no, when there isn't someone there calling foul saying that you know we got to do things the right way things get lax and that's that's the that's number one thing that I want to change on day one and because we, you know, we and, and the people become lax as well yeah. what do you Definitely. mean the people well I think the community. Like you know, they, they just, easy. they're not looking for progress. They're just looking to well, skate. Well, I think, you know, as long as things are okay, you know, things are, and that I've heard that a little bit, you know, while we were out campaigning. Oh, uh, well, you Not know, looking to improve. Is that what you mean? Like they're just, gonna, just going with the flow? No, no. I, th I think what it is, is people want to hear that they're, you know, if there isn't someone who's presenting an a good alternative in a salient way that, that gives them uh you know a reason why things could be better different or different you know people people are okay with the status quo and and you know that's something that that our campaign is not okay with we we think things could be better and we we don't want to say that our, that our opposition hasn't done some good things look they they've certainly done something they've been in power for for 16 years i think the people of hamilton um, certainly saw something there, and I want to respect the people of Hamilton for their decision. And I'm, I've studied what they've done, and I tried to understand what what is it about this group of people that has <clears throat> earned the respect. You know so what, dude? People. Let me ask one of my questions based yeah. off of what you're saying. It was going to be towards the end of, sure. but but listening to other debates, I always hear this question. So I was like, damn, I'm going to throw this one in. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. What could you say nice about your opponents? Sure. All three. So I, I'd say there, there's three words I'd use to describe them. And, and I'd go in the order of uh, Mr. Olivo, Mr. Frigioni, and Mr. Rodeo. And that would be consistent, committed, and passionate. Uh, Mr. Olivo, he shows up. He, I see him uh, doing his job on the Business and Industry Committee, uh, do it with ribbon cuttings. Uh, sometimes I get a little frustrated because I'm trying to campaign too, and I, <laughs> I pull up and I'm like, he made this one too. <laughs> He's a he, real likable guy too. Yeah, yeah like, so I go up to him. We always say hello. We always exchange handshakes, and I'm like, cool. oh, he, he made it too. I'm like, and he's like, you're, you're, he's like you again. I'm like, yo, I'm going to be at every one of them, buddy. <laughs> uh, and, and, and Mr. Frigioni, he, he, you know, when it comes to supporting his kids and with youth sports, He's committed. He's there, and people, and that's that's one of the things. People, you know, and I, I don't mean this. I mean this in the nicest way possible. He, I haven't seen him campaigning everywhere, but you know what he is doing. He's showing up to his kids' sports games, and he's he's supporting his family. And I I, I can't 
I appreciate that. And when it comes to Mr. Rodeo, <laughs> sometimes he can uh, sometimes get a little heated. Um, he brings a passion to council meetings, and he, you know, obviously has a deep love for the town, and I, I appreciate that about him. And uh, you know, that's it, something that you you can always see the, some of the best in people, and, and you know, work from there. Mm. I think that's how you can find some common ground. Right, a hundred percent, exactly what you said. And I grew up with most, you know, with I'm older than Josh, so a little bit, <laughs> a little bit older than Josh. But um, Sam and his wife Bernadette, I know personally. I mean, going back to my blueberry days, you know, mm. packing berries. Um, I have to say I was blueberry queen and Bernadette's father was quite helpful during that whole process. And wait, did you say you were blueberry queen? Yes, believe it or not. You can't just brush over that. What is blueberry queen? (laughs) The only qualification you need to have is pack berries. (laughs) That was it. But you were, uh, hey, but I was on the street. You were fast. (laughs) I was a fast packer. (laughs) Had to make that money. So, I mean, I have, you know, I've grown up with these three gentlemen. And like Josh said, they've done wonders for the community. Um, uh, as far as Billy Olivo, the pharmacist, um, he was friendly with my cousins, my older cousins. So, you know, I don't know Steve as much, um, but the other two gentlemen, like I said, you know, we're all Politics always connected. seems like it's us versus them. They're the and bad guys, we're the, the good guys. And I, I'm not getting that vibe at all. No. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not that kind of person. friggin' beautiful. I'm not that kind of person. No, and, and good. Look, even if all... We're all in it for the right reason. Right. I love this. Even yes. if all three Republicans win this year, we're going to be in the minority on town council. Even if all three of us win. What we need to do is find a way. Uh, November 8th is the last day of voting because it's election season now. Instead of uh, election day, uh, so at November 9th, we need to find a way to come together, and and figure out how we're going to best govern the town and make the best decisions possible for the people of Hamilton, and that that starts with, you know, being able to put aside some egos, some differences, mm-hmm. uh, some probably a couple couple awkward days from the campaign, and, and just <laughs> just figuring out what we're going to do best for the people of the town of Hamilton. Right on. That's I, the truth. That's it. That's why we're here. Um, it's not about egos for me, um, but I do. Neither s- me. Yeah. yeah. I, but you I'm do so glad. see a lot of egos. I'm so glad I did this, did this interview. You know, I, I wasn't sure because, I, I mean, I know you guys, but I, I, I really don't know you guys. And so I didn't know if you guys were going to come in here guns blazing um, with a lot of negativity and this and that. But you guys seem very real, and uh, I love and respect the fact that you're willing to uh, to uh, debate and, and and say kind words by your opponents, honest kind words, not just right. trying to say the right thing to make people think you're whatever. You know, you're well, just saying what you truly feel, and well, I respect that. And I, I want to go back to the debate. Look, there's been a lot of hostility between our two organizations. You know, <laughs> I'm sure in in their response to me, and probably in my email back to them, we weren't. You know, we're we're trying to see what angle they're coming at us with, and uh, you know, if they're trying to trick us into something. And and you know, they they did play a little game. You know, send them an email five minutes before mm. uh, saying we we refuse to debate, releasing it to the entire town. I had people calling me. Well, I thought you wanted to debate. Uh, yeah, I did. <laughs> But, you know, and that, you know, I would love to hear what they have to say about that situation. I'd love to ask them. I'm willing to come on here and and discuss it with them in the room. (laughs) Boys, boys from Hamilton first. If you guys want to do that here, you know, I'm going to be a fair moderator. I would love to hear your uh, your take on what that was all about. Well, and to be honest with you, I haven't had that discussion with their candidates themselves. It was, again, their campaign chair representing them. And, And so I know he's represented them in the past and there's probably there's a lot of bad blood between the clubs. And so something that, you know, a, a Republican candidate did years ago has no bearing really on, on what decisions that are the candidates this year are making. You know, we get mm. there's a history we get and we need to be careful. But at the same time, uh, it, it's time to move on and, and just do what's best for the people. Of Hamilton. That's right. We're here for the people. We're not here for, you know, yeah. issues that. Or years ago. I mean, we right. got to let it go. Drama. Drama. Yeah, it's no That's place. one thing I've learned about since I got involved. There's a lot of drama and a lot of egos. And, you definitely and don't seem like no someone who's place for that. <laughs> going to get involved in that nonsense. No, no sir. No. <laughs> and we, we've, I mean, we've had people. Life come is up dramatic to us. enough. 
and complain yeah. to us about things that other club members have done 25 years ago. It's like, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> let I'm, it go. I'm, 20, I'm 25. <laughs> I wasn't even born when that happened. And, I was wearing and, diapers when that happened. Yeah, exactly. Go fight mean, that old let war. Let it go. Let it go. Hey, I was what in first or second grade when Hamilton first was formed. Like, really? Like, <laughs> I, like what? What? What was? What? What did I contribute it's to the formation a child. of Hamilton first? <laughs> this guy's making me feel old. This guy's uh, making me feel old over here. Well, imagine <laughs> what I feel. Why did I just say that? I'm <laughs> such a jerk. <laughs> okay, Thanks. let's uh, let's let's break away from uh, that stuff. Let's talk about just a couple of, in my opinion, fun type questions. Sure. Um, First one I want to ask is, what do you believe are the best aspects of Hamilton? Also, what does Hamilton really need to get its act together about? Best. I think, well, just growing up in Hamilton, the small community and the closeness and the, the, the people jumping in to help um, I think that's probably the best, the community, the sense of community and the pride in the community. Yes, I can tell you from uh, when my son was diagnosed with diabetes and, and other things I've gone through over the seven years I've been here in New York City, mm-hmm. people didn't come together for me quite like wow. they do here. And uh, that is something very special. Yes. Yeah, and, and, you know, ha- Hamilton, uh, as, as our, our downtown Hamilton, I'd say it's as a, as a uh, small town feel, big city appeal. We, we've got quite a bit going on downtown. We've got blueberries. We've got Baglianis, uh, a vibrant Italian community. Yeah, Inferreras. Reed Preschool. Yeah, Reed, Reed Preschool. preschool. <laughs> we, got, we, got a, we got an emerging, um, incredible Hispanic community in this town as well. Uh, you know, so probably, I mean, not only do we have some great Italian food, but uh, oh, the best. El Mariachi Mexican Loco, Fiesta food. Mexicana, Los Lomas. I tell you, made moving from New York City not so bad. Because okay. the food ain't bad. The food oh, ain't yeah. bad. But what do we need to work on, people? Yeah. What is it like? Shame on you, Hamilton. Let's get better at this. Well, it, 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 that's the thing. We can't be, if we're going to be leaders who listen, it can't be, oh, you need to get your act together. <laughs> it yeah. needs to be, if we're pointing the finger, we have, well, at least three fingers. <laughs> three fingers pointing three. Back at, the thumb doesn't count. The thumb doesn't count. So the three fingers pointing back at us. And there's certain things that start from the leadership of the town. And so for me, I think it's it's attracting um, new business, new business, mm. and finding rateables uh, and getting our our tax rate under control, and then figuring out what what the next step is for Hamilton. And I think that we we don't have a plan for the future. Like, are we going to still be a primarily agricultural community? Are we going to try to attract some some more industrial based businesses? Mm. What's gonna you know we've never really replaced Whitehall. Or the Kessler uh, shops or hospital. I mean, you know, the things that provided jobs and opportunity to hundreds, if not thousands, of Hamilton residents have never been replaced in a lot of ways. And then when we, when we were experiencing a brain drain, we have our kids that are graduating from, uh, you know, St. Joe's or Hamilton High School, and they're going off to college. And, and you know, New Jersey is unaffordable. And by extension, Hamilton is not necessarily anybody's fault here in Hamilton, but you know, what opportunities are here for a college-educated student to come back and, and live and work here at a reasonable expense? There, there's not there's not a lot there, and, and and that's really what we need. We most, uh, in fact, that came up. We were talking about that. A lot of our kids are leaving and going to other states to find jobs. And we lose them. You know, we're educating them, and then we lose them to another state or another area. So that's definitely a concern. And, and, and I'm not saying that's going to be solved overnight. Absolutely. Yeah, I think the another option is, you know, finding ways to work with the greater Atlantic County and the state also for high-skilled manufacturing, for good-paying jobs, for opportunities for people that are here, <laughs> and for people to have some economic mobility to, to make that transition from being, you know, maybe someone that's not ready for college, but someone that can do a, a technical career. They're, the things are out there. We need to be willing to think outside the box and then to have some new horizons in this town. And that, that's, some ex- that's exciting stuff right there. And, yeah. and utilizing yeah. our f- the, the four resources that we have. Right. That are in positions that you know we could utilize and get our fair share in Hamilton from the, these individuals. Then, then, then to break it down more generally, that's my frustration. It's it's not so much that there's something wrong with Hamilton; it's that we need to make, take Hamilton to the next level to help it achieve its full potential. 
and not achieving that full potential is what bothers me because I want to see that happen. Right, and I think that involves going outside. You know, we just can't stand alone. Right. You got to branch out into the further out into the county and become more immersed. In, in other, in other words, it needs to be Hamilton first, but not Hamilton only. <laughs> oh man, that sounded like, like that. a dig. <laughs> you know, I, I, my own personal uh, grievance with Hamilton is how unwelcome newcomers feel when they mm -hmm. come here. I mean, I understand why I was unwelcome because I was taking over for a legend at, at the school I was taking over. That makes sense. But, man, I'm not the only one. There's a lot of people who have felt like, gosh, I've been here for 15, not 15, but I've talked to people, I've been here for eight years. I still don't feel like I'm a resident. I don't feel like I'm in. You know, I really don't like that. I feel like if we have good people, bring them in. I really don't like that's my least favorite part about Hamilton is how unwelcome some people feel because I'm guessing it's a, a small group of people who've been here for a very long time like, and, and don't want change. And um, I don't want those kind of people to, to ruin the progress Hamilton could make. Well, well, Sam, that's an interesting thought because it, back I ran two years ago <clears> and I had people come up to me and say, I, I grew up around Hamilton. I wasn't always in Hamilton proper, but there were people who came up and said, well, I like I like Josh, nice guy, had some great ideas. But you know what? He he went to that uh, little little private school out. Yeah, he mm -hmm. he didn't go to. He's not one of us. He didn't go to Hamilton High School. I cannot <laughs> stand that. I cannot stand that, my friend. And and any of those people who talk like that, I'd love. Not a single one has ever come up to me face to face. No, no, I found this out through third parties. Oh, we, every they, time they liked you, but they didn't want to vote for you because you're not you're not a real Hamilton. Every time, third party, right? Yeah. I would love to talk to those people face to face. Right, I'd be like, well, what 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 do you want from me? Because you know, in a lot of ways, you know, what what is a real Hamiltonian? <laughs> well, I could speak to that as well. I grew up as a Reynolds, okay, mm. in Hamilton. Reynolds. I've never heard of that name. Yeah. That <laughs> is that where you were going? So I was like, Why isn't oh, there a vowel at the end of that? My <laughs> mom is a Capaccio and my grandmom is a Gazzara. So then it was, oh, okay. Okay. See, my dad was from the South, you know. Yeah. But. but there should be a Joe Schmo who comes in and can totally rock the place, right? Yeah, so I, I think, hey, if you're listening to this and you're making people feel unwelcome, Go away. Stop doing that. It's not good for the town. It's not good for your own mental lifestyle. It's just not good. We want good people. So people should feel like, hey, if I'm here, I'm feeling welcome. Welcomed. Yes. Absolutely. All right. I got one more before we get to the chat pack. And this is okay. this is a fun one. Okay. Um, I don't know how much a million dollar grant is. Let's uh, is a million dollars sound like a lot for a grant? If it's used wisely. <laughs> okay, let's say two million. Say okay. you guys get a two million dollar grant. Where is that money going? That's a great question. And so, question. Uh, <laughs> of course, the, the the technical side of me goes, well, what kind of grant is it? <laughs> From what? No, 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 no. Take <laughs> out the technicalities. So, to a guy like me, if you were answering it like I would, like I would just say, I want all that money in that kid's park. I want the best playground for mm -hmm. the entire town. Like, wh what what would you say? So, I'll I'll rephrase it slightly so that the the politician in me will be happy. The so let's <laughs> let's say that we had two million dollars from a donor that that allowed us to spend it in any way possible, so that I'm not doing anything illegal. Got it. <laughs> Got it. There we go. Boom. Uh, so that just you know, dotting my eyes, crossing my t's. I, I believe that there's some areas in town uh, that are not necessarily on the main street, but on some side streets. I, I'm thinking like a Carver Road, maybe around the corner that could use. Uh, I would create a facade grant program to help lift up. And what that means, a facade grant, it's improving the out the exterior of buildings, making them more, um, you know, revitalizing them and taking what exists and just making it better and giving businesses the opportunity to do that. And I'd offer every business that applied for it in the town of Hamilton an opportunity to apply for funds from that and to just uplift our community in whatever way possible and support our, our business community. So that money would go straight to making our town and our businesses looking up-to-date, beautiful, as they can. bright and shiny. Absolutely. every An equal opportunity regardless of where the business is. Would you be willing to put some of that money towards the arts and have people do something artistic to make them 
buildings pop more. Yeah, I, I think that that. I well, mean, that would be part of it. That would be like, absolutely be yeah. part of it. Murals on the walls. Murals. Yes, uh, you know, I love that, that dude. That, you know, I'm part of the art club, so I'm sure they're going to be very happy with that absolutely. answer. Absolutely, and you know, the murals on the walls, uh, mosaics. If they can make the case for it, I want to hear it. I want to know what they want to do. And, and honestly, without the two million dollars, I still want to hear it now. Of oh, that we can I'll let them know you said that. Please do. <laughs> yeah, they're all about it. And, yeah. and I come from New York City where there's art everywhere, and I, I miss that. Well, I know that uh, the mural you did here was done by a good friend of mine, Mr. Uh, Falciani. Oh, yeah? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the man. Yeah, the man, the, the myth, the legend. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> so I'd love to see some more of that in our town. That's some great work, and uh think that it, it adds a lot to our buildings downtown. I think so, too. And and it's, you know, and, and going back to your point about you know, seeing things, I'm on the Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Committee. And so finding ways to make other people feel more welcome, maybe with their artwork and things that are different. Mm. I oh, think wow. seeing some yes. of that and what, what we provide through that, through that great, quote, unquote, grant or donation, as I'd probably say. Oh, that's beautiful. I think that, you know, having a, we have a little Italy. Let's let's have a Hispanic let's quarter. Have, right, exactly. let's, let's 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 incorporate. Find let's ways include to inclusion mm-hmm. to incubate the uh, incubate some of those businesses, uh, which is actually something I did. I talked to a small business incubator about uh, maybe some areas of town that would actually be ripe for improvement. And there were actually a, c- a couple a uh, couple areas that had primarily Hispanic businesses that I would uh, you know, get into office. I certainly want to look into that program about that. Awesome, dude. Awesome. Did you... Uh, I agree with that. And um, the other thing I'd like to add is, too, any kind of program... Hamilton does a great job with keeping their youth busy. Yeah, I think we need even more because just to keep the kids off of the street. You know, we don't want to talk about drugs. You're talking my language. This is what I'm all about, which is why I mentioned um, Nobody wants to talk about drugs, but... We all know, the three of us sitting here, there's a problem. And we need to figure out how to keep these kids away from, you know, Away from this stuff. Well, that, that's Ooh. another area we could. <laughs> I mean, there's plenty. We need to of come areas. up with programs. We have after a great school program. We have a great resource with Mary Young and the Hamilton Drug Alliance. I'm on it, so I'm being a little bit biased here, but uh, empowering her. Shout out, Mary. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and some of the work that she does I along with, to her. with Trisha Doni. Oh, you heard that episode? I heard that yeah. episode. <laughs> She's yes, awesome. Tr- Trisha Doni and some of the others at the 310 Bellevue, the community, the Family Success Center, and, and the you know the County Services Building. Giving them some more resources, maybe even renovating that, revitalizing that building, which would be part of, I'd see, I'd, I, I view that as a business in some ways. Um, making that more successful would be a great thing for our town. And on top of that, I think we could also see an opportunity for an, an advisory committee uh, made up of uh, nonprofits and, and religious organizations, a, a council that meets to for the charitable needs of the town that coordinates their efforts. I think that, that that government doesn't necessarily have to always do things, but they can facilitate and they can make, make the introductions and help coordinate those things together. And, you know, as, as Alexis de Tocqueville, great um, political theorist said about America, Americans, they, they don't wait for the government to do things. They just do it. Mm. And so it, when government helps that process, <laughs> provides that structure, and, and lets, gets out of people's way and, and, and helps fuel that, that's that's when you're going to see some great stuff happen, and I think there's a great opportunity for that here. Awesome, awesome. We got to go to the chat pack before we do. I just want to mention this out there, Hamilton first. If you're listening, uh, I'm going to just reiterate: if you guys want to do something here in the studio or or anything, I would be so happy to interview all of you. I think you guys are all wonderful people, and I think that if I got the chance to ask you guys questions and let you all talk. I think the listeners would truly benefit from hearing what you all have to say. So I'm putting that invitation out to anyone who is interested. If not, my feelings won't be hurt. But if so, I would be more than excited to do that for all of you. Is there a debate invitation as, as a moderator in that, uh, in that as well? <laughs> Was that a question? <laughs> that is a question. Wait, say that again? W- would you be willing to moderate a debate? 1,000%. Well, you now, heard it. You're you have right to, here. You have to know, I would probably have a lot of research to do. There might be people who are well, more well-versed, but I guarantee you there's no one more well-versed on a microphone and dealing with other 
the public like I am. So I would do my best, and I guarantee you, if I did, if I was that moderator, the people walking out would be satisfied knowing that they heard was what they needed to hear to make their decision. So enough about me. Let's get to the chat pack, and of course, ladies first. Point to one of these. This question is for both of you. Oh, All boy. right, here we go. This is going to be interesting. What is, I know you're a history guy, so maybe you've got something that you hold on to from the past, but whatever. And this is more about family. Here we go. Favorite item you own from your family's history. Do you have something that you keep in the house that you're like, this thing has got to stay through the generations. And if not, you could say, we don't have a thing. <laughs> mm, that is a tough one. Oh, struggle city. There's so many things. There's oh, so okay. Things. I was going to say, if you don't have anything, I could ask something else. But if you've yeah. got something for me. Renee's drawing a blank. I got to really think. <laughs> God. Well, I, I will say this. My I, my grandparents, uh, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, my grandmother specifically has something from her and her husband's journey to Hamilton when they decided to come here in 1962 and that's that's the original trunk that they put most of their their oh, items that's that's cool. current it's still in her her basement where where my grandfather and she uh were able to sew many items and make suits and there's all the stickers that were on there it was their their travel trunk and i i mean i've just always been in all of it and i i that's something that i definitely want to keep and i actually was, was talking to the historical society about that like she, my grandmother's gonna be 91 on wednesday and she's she's lived in hamilton since 1962 and i, I just have been in awe of, of their story and and really just i've always been like what why here and and i think the more you know of anywhere in the u.s why here and, and as i get older i understand that more and more you know why why they chose here so, ah, yeah. cool man good answer what is that? that thing's like 61 years old? 60? Well, it was probably old then. So yeah. It, <laughs> <laughs> it might be an antique. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> hey, no pressure. Did you get oh, something? Oh, wow. I'd have to go back to my father um, passed at a young age of 45. So I have items of his um, that keep him alive within me. Oh. And it's some of it's just um, ceramics. Some of it's uh, golf clubs, wooden oh. golf clubs. Yeah. With the wooden heads. Yeah. I'm trying to think what You know, else. 10 years I'm ago, that answer would have meant very little to me. But as a father now, knowing you did that to keep your own father's stuff. Yes. Yeah, that made me choke that, up. I know. And I have to say, that's pretty much it. I'm hey. not, I'm, uh, what can I say? I'm too neat and organized, so I don't always... Do you throw stuff away? <laughs> oh, mom's going to forgive me, hey, Mom. You keep those wooden golf clubs, you're gravy. You're good. And now, my oh. friend, one last chat pack. Oh, he's going for the last yeah. one. You crazy, man? Oh, yeah. See what happens. <laughs> oh, you know, I, I read a, a statistic the other day, the other day, excuse me, that most people stop listening to new music when they turn 33. They start, 33 is the age where they start just rewinding all the stuff from their younger okay. days. So uh, if that's true, this question will be superb for you guys. Favorite song from your high school years? What was rocking when you were in high school and what sticks with you? I mean, back when, man, for me, I was listening to Green Day. They were changing my <laughs> life and different punk rock. For me, it's Genesis. Oh, uh, Invisible Touch. Oh, Follow You, Follow Me. Um, mm. and, and Phil Collins when he was on his own. Did you see that he uh, he finally retired, huh? Yes, and they sold their rights to the music, I heard. Why would they do that? I'm not sure why, but. That uh, man had a voice. Yeah. I saw, and then touch. when um, Mike Rutherford went off with the Mike and the Mechanics, okay, saw them. Yes, very cool. So, yeah, I'd have to say Genesis and primarily anything from Genesis. Follow you, follow me. Follow you, follow me. I'm gonna yeah. listen to that tonight now. Yeah. 
What that about you, sir? Uh, what he's talking about? What like 2012? Keisha or I no to 20. I graduated high school 2015. So I and that means if it's 33, I got I got eight more years to to cement some. some yeah, <laughs> get them all <laughs> in. Um, but you know, uh, oddly enough, I actually listen to mostly. Uh, 60s and 70s music oh that's cool man so you know so i'm not surprised i i i am a little bit of an old soul but um so you know one i guess one thing that was very prominent back in back in the my high school days uh, not to say that i always listened to it but i i just, I just know that it was happy by pharrell williams was just played on loop <laughs> everywhere <laughs> i went what are you talking that was out last week <laughs> stop it dude <laughs> and, and I, I i i don't i think if i if i hear that song Again, anywhere where I go, I, I just it, it just has been on loop because I felt like I couldn't escape it. And I, you, wonderful song, upbeat, positive, but I, you know, it, it was everywhere. For but a it while. wasn't in the seven. That's that was more like nineties, wasn't it? I no, think no, it's that, later than that. that. Was, no, that was, I think that's like twenty ten or no, something. No, no, I'm saying that was that was definitely like twenty twelve or so. That's oh, a yeah, that's a yeah. wake up in the morning song. Yeah, like, so, I'm ready for my day. Very positive song, love it. But you know, I I, I think that it's kind of ingrained uh, into, into my my head now. But uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, I just like that man. This this, this song is is everywhere. You know, I, I it sure it. was yeah. that and yeah. When you shake said it 70s, up, shake it up. A couple with Frankie Valley or yeah, something yeah. Four Seasons. And yeah, he doesn't I know who Frankie Valley. Oh, I know. I, you know oh, Frankie Valley. Oh yeah, man. You are an old soul, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, I'm, I'm an old soul. So How I, old are you, man? I'm 25, though. You're freaking 20. He's 25 years old. <laughs> oh, no, trust yeah. me. I'm the anchor. <laughs> <laughs> Our other running mate is 20. Well, he's 29, nine. but he yeah. will be on. Uh, we, I'm going to make him pay for this with uh, as, a, as a campaign um, uh, advertiser. Uh, he turns 30 on November 5th. Ooh-hoo. So he's got a birthday coming up just three days to the, prior to the end of the election. So everyone in the town of Hamilton is going to be saying happy birthday to Adam Ray. <laughs> yeah, I'll be saying it too. Hey, speaking of Adam and anyone else out there you love, who do you have a shout out to give to? So I'll go. I, my, I want to shout out to my uh, grandmother, Amelia Trepicone, turning 91 on Wednesday. So just oh, happy for, birthday. Happy birthday. And I wish you many more years of uh, health and just love having you around. Uh, if, you know, immigrant straight from Italy. And I'm you know, proud to say that in a generation we've been welcomed into uh, the town of Hamilton. You got you now you got someone running for, for town council and just mm. it's a great opportunity. And that's, that only happens here in, in America. Sure, they're proud. Shout out to my mom strong woman she raised me and she um has recently um what can i say been placed in a situation where she has had to reach outside of her comfort level and handle the situation very well and i'm proud of her she's a boss huh she's the boss all right she's doing good all right hey just so that she knows that we're all here to support her hey First podcast, not too bad. Not bad at all. We want to thank you for having yeah. us out. And uh, we're sorry that um, our, our running mate, Adam, couldn't make it. He's a hard worker, definitely loves the town. But, um, you know, and he's he's work, been working 12-hour days tiling. So we certainly want people to get to know him as hey, well. Hey, if Adam wants to uh, make this a part two and he wants to come in, I'd be happy to. Thank you. If not, all good. And uh, best of luck to you, thank all you. of you. Thank, thank you. you. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for the Republican Party.